Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs. Hello and welcome along to episode 45 of Talking Dogs on Thursday with myself, Barry Drake. Another week, another guest and uh, we're going to say hello to trainer Keith Powell who joins us on the podcast this week and uh, it's hello to you Keith. Hi Barry, how are you? Very well. Um, so much to talk about. We'll talk about the um, Sporting Press Online Edition Irish Oaks um, shortly because um, you played a big part in the competition this year with one of your greyhounds. But take us back to the very start and uh, maybe your introduction to greyhounds, Keith. Uh, I suppose it started about uh, maybe eight, nine years ago. Um, I was always involved in dogs free that. Like we had uh, show dogs, we had a boarding kennels. And so, do you know what I mean? We were always steeped in dogs previous to that anyway um, but besides that my family was all horse orientated so I kind of stepped back from the horses and it was the dogs that always took me from an early age um, and I suppose like I said around 8-9 years ago um, we we just got into it we got to, uh, the brother-in-law he had dogs with Fraser Black a couple of very good dogs um, and I was going along with him and just getting bitten by the bug and then sure we had decent facilities so we started taking on a few schoolers getting them ready for other lads and uh, then the brother-in-law he set up Darren he set up a syndicate and I was in it and I kept the dog on and we went from there and I suppose uh, it got to be a look with her and I think if lads see you doing alright they asked to take a dog and it kind of snowballed from there and sure before you know it I think six years ago I took out my uh, public licence and We've kind of 20 in training every year since since then, like, you know, so uh, that's really where we are till today. Very good. And you, you touched on, on show dogs there, and I suppose the, the number one thing um, for grounds is to make sure they're, they're looked after well. And when you were dealing with show dogs, it was all about looking after them. So I would imagine it was a pretty smooth uh, transformation. Yeah, exactly. And there's other aspects that I suppose help as well, like movement is obviously a big thing, anatomy. So, you know, I went in with a kind of, I suppose, looking at things from a different angle. But like you said, even the sheer condition, I do take a lot of pride in, in the dogs, how they look. And, and I suppose if the dog looks well, he kind of feels better like ourselves. If you're fresh with a haircut and all the rest, you feel a bit better. If you, and hopefully you perform a bit better then in turn, you know. So, um, yeah, definitely helps anyway. Without a doubt, love to see a, a good shine on a, on a dog's coat. Um, in terms of Fraser Black, you mentioned him, a very talented trainer who's enjoyed some great success over the years. Yeah, well, like you know, like Newbridge in fairness, Kildare has has that's it's kind of hard to, to break into that that group because you know you have uh, Jerry Melia, Robert Gleeson, Fraser. You know they're the the top open end trainers. Like you know for for years and years they're the lads doing the business. So. Um, like we wouldn't be quite up to the large levels yet now so um, look we're trying and they're definitely you know if they, if they set the standards you're trying to get there all the time anyway yeah and it's all look at the end of the day it's all about doing the, the best you can and hopefully that you'll get um, good opportunities yeah look that's it and you know like I said before if you're seeing and dogs running well and looking well you like to think that someone will give you that extra opportunity and give you a chance with a dog and you get a bit of luck, sure. It kind of builds from there, doesn't it? Sure does. And uh, tell us, Keith, what do you love mo- most about the sport? Uh, I suppose it's the buzz of it. It's, it's, it's so getting up the next day, even when you have your crappy days and your your bad days. 
everyone in, involved in dogs know you get more of them than you do good ones anyway. So, um, look, it's, when you get a good one, it's trying to get the next day over and suppose, you know, I suppose get you up in the morning, doesn't it, really? <laughs> Tell us uh, a typical day for, for Keith. Uh, we start first thing in the morning around uh, half seven, eight o'clock. We get the pups out and, and fed uh, the younger pups and then we go up to the main block of the kennels. Um, my partner and myself, Lisa, she, she works with me every day. So um, she drops the young lad off the crash and then she, she comes up to the kennels then. And okay, the main bulk of our work is done, I suppose, between half eight and, and two or half two in the day. And she goes off, collects the young lad. I stay on for the rest of the day. And, you know, the afternoon is just turning out, I suppose. And, and feeding young dogs again, but you know it's it's, it's non-stop. There's not enough hours in the day. If you if you're 20 dogs in training, realistically you're doing an 80 to 100 hour week. Basically, I suppose every one of us is the same. So um, yeah, it's just like I said, it's, each dog is a little bit different. So you try and get to know the dog and see how much work they like, and really plan your week out, and and hopefully there's no hiccups along the way with niggles and knocks and injuries and all, but. Yes, it's non-stop, and I suppose every lad is the same that's in it, you know, it's, it's, you wouldn't do it on your own, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, there's not enough hours in the day, we we finish up then, I suppose, we go back up, let up, let out around half eight at night again, and we're done around ten o'clock, and sure, next day, before you know it, you're back up and at it again. Yeah, and, and very important, as you said, to, to have that help within the kennel, and, you know, like, help help for, for any kennel um, is very important. No, well, you, you see it throughout. Uh, you look at the top lads. You know, if it's not a family thing, you're you're gonna struggle. Like if if, if everyone can't buy into it, you're not gonna do it on your own. Like I said, I've, Lisa works in the yard five five days a week. Um, Alicia, my daughter, she comes racing with me every night. Nearly we go racing three four nights a week, and then uh, when I'm racing with son Dean, he's at home locking up, um, doing the night the evening shift, and even to the youngest lad, he's only five and. You know, if needs be, he has to grab a brush or a mop and chip in, you know, so um, he's often, he's helping with injuries, he'd help with anything, you know, he, he put his, his mind to it, so even as far as me aunt, she, she lives beside the kennels as well, and, you know, she's often walking dogs and making lunch and everything helps, you know, so everyone pulls away, that's for sure. Uh, so, sounds brilliant, Keith, and, and you know, great to have kids um, around dogs as well, because they love the attention. Oh, without a doubt, especially the pups. Like, we keep the pups kind of closer to the house. Um, so the, the little lad is always in and around them. My daughter is, is born and raised in dogs. My son wouldn't be as kind of doggy orientated, but he definitely pulls his weight. So, but like that, it's 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 massive to have dogs really well socialised. You know, it makes such a difference, I think, anyway, um, in, in the handling side of it. You know, it's, it's easier dogs to work with, too. By the time they get into the kennel block and are getting going, you know, you don't you don't want a nervous dog, you don't want the dog that's hard to catch or is not really enjoying it as such he's on edge. Like a dog will run better, I think, if he enjoys how he's you know, the day to day of it all, like so it definitely helps. It sure does. And before we talk about recent success, any kind of standout moments over the, the six or, or seven years or is it all about just winning as many races as you can when you when you start off? Uh, I suppose it was- um, we had a couple of, you know, we had a couple of decent dogs early on. Even we had a dog called um, Jimmy Blue Eyes. He was a very good sprinter for us. He, he he got to the final of the Fair Warrior. I think that was the kind of first, you know, big final we got to um, as such. And he was unlucky in the final. He was back with a better dog in the day. But the, the following year, he was probably in more 
better shape and he was just he missed time the, the semi-final but other than that I think he'd won four or five in a row leading up to it and we really <laughs> you know it started dreaming then but that was a big moment and that definitely gave us a, a big push and I think we got you know we got a couple of more owners off the back of that um, but look the, the old two weeks ago winning the heat of the Oaks was definitely the, the highlight without a shadow without you know yeah, that that was a big night. We, we'll get to that shortly. And just in terms of social media, um, you have your own uh, Facebook page and uh, a strong Facebook presence, um, which which is important and, and great to see. Uh, personally, I, I think it's fantastic to see people um, that has a kennel that have their own page and stuff like that. Because we're always trying to promote the sport and you know um, teach people uh, about the, the great things that is going on in the world of support, world of um, ground racing. Because sometimes they don't get to see. That. Yeah, I, I look, I agree wholeheartedly. I think it, it's huge. Look, obviously, you need to promote the bit of good stuff going on in your own kennel, but but like you touched on what you said, it, it's good for people to see the other side of it. You know, there's no secrets. I know there's, you know, all these scaremongering things that have gone on, and some, you know, some people in the public believe it, but, you know, when people see the things firsthand, you wouldn't do, <laughs> you touched on it there, 80, 100 hour weeks. You know, you're, you're not going to do these things if the dogs aren't. You know, he's really had the best of what you can offer, offer them, you know. So, um, I think it's huge that people see that side of it. But, you know, plus it's, it's like, look, my wife handles it, my missus handles a hell of a lot of it too. So, um, but look, it's, it's, I think it helps anyway. And look, it brings in a couple of more owners. And likewise, owners getting to see, um, you know, see a lot of the stuff the dogs in the paddocks, the dogs say trials or whatever else when they get a good night winning you know to put it up on Facebook it might only be something small but it's a big deal to them too you know so uh, of course it is and, and when you get a winner Keith obviously look we're, we all like to highlight when, when we taste a bit of success and you know you have people from the, the community and the locality and they're all saying you know well done plenty of likes and comments and that that's fantastic as well it does, and it, look, it gives you a bit more momentum or a bit of a buzz or anything else. You know, look, I touched on there, you have more down days than you have good ones anyway, that's for sure. So, um, look, and it's the same, everyone that gets a winner, you're only delighted for them, you know. there's um, And people are genuine, as far as I believe, anyway, they're genuine. You know, they mean well, they like to see lads doing good, and vice versa, I'm the same. You know, you don't mind getting bet when, you know, a lad puts the work in and he deserves it, like, you know, so... Um, look, it, it it really goes. It it, but even the public, I, I think the more stuff that's put out there, the more people get to see, you know, see the other side of the stuff that they wouldn't possibly see behind closed doors as such, like you know. So without a doubt, and and in terms of the the recent Sporting Press Irish um, online edition Oaks, which which is currently ongoing at the moment, um, I know you um, enjoyed the uh, Talking Oaks episode where you got um, you know some. Great remarks and great feedback on on your on your setup and and your your training career. So you 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 got a good kick out of that. I loved it. Yeah, like I said, even you know you're in those type of competitions, any classics, you're you're in with the best of the best, whether it be the best trainers, the best dogs, and, and they're the lads you know that normally get <laughs> get all the all the adulation and all the rest. Not saying you're seeking it, but sure, look, it's, it's like I said, any publicity helps. It's nice to get a mention every now and again. But even for the owner, like I was. The owner's been with me since day one, and you know, even the crack amongst his friends and everything else, they're dog owners too. Like, you know, it's it's, it's massive for it. I think, you know, I know, maybe it was a little bit of the, the Cinderella story or the, the smaller dog or what, whatever way you want to spin it, or you know, it's this. Look, like I said, it all helps anyway. 
Yeah, so speak to us uh, a bit about, you said William Stacey has been involved in your um, kennel for quite some time. Kitty's Roddick, the name of the ground, unfortunately. Uh, she was knocked out of the Sporting Press online. Additional Irish Oaks at the quarter final stage on Saturday night, but it was um, quite a thrill for, for yourself and all connected with your kennel over the last couple of weeks. That was brilliant, but even the, you know yourself, you're getting up on a Monday morning, it's a hell of a lot easier when you were looking forward to Saturday um, coming up, but it was brilliant to win the the heat that we did win I was delighted with but I did fancy her now and to be honest with you I thought look the draws played into they were kind enough to us like it was much hotter heats than that but um, as brilliant as it was to win the heat and look it was our biggest night like I said without a doubt but um, for the owner it was fantastic now to be honest I was a little bit sour after because uh, like this Sunday because when I woke up Sunday I still I really felt we could have uh, we could have gone through and looking at the clock and everything else we, we you know we look it didn't, it didn't pan out on the night but I thought in the, in the quarter final we definitely had enough in the tank maybe the track drop you know it, it, our one she, she was had every chance but still our three I thought she led um, she she could have done that clock and, and three, four, five lengths off it too but look not to be what can you do but for Billy um, like I said he was with me from the very very start and He's come a long way since owning a few SAS nine dogs, you know, to, <laughs> to get in the crack and knocking out a heat of the Oaks. Um, like I said, ended on a bit of a disappointment just because of the way it was. We thought we, we might have got one more round out of it. Um, now, look, the, the top end that are in it are, are, are levels above, but I don't think there's any shame in that. They're levels no, above. No, no. De- <laughs> levels def- above everything, you know. So. De- definitely not. And and in terms of, of the competition is, uh, uh, itself, the the Irish Oaks, it's one of the real highlights on the calendar, um, Keith, and I'm sure you've been watching it, it for many years. And, and in fairness, it's a real, real special event once again this year. Probably better than better than ever. It's the best one I've seen, anyway. Um Competition wise, like you know, any of the top stakes really, if they get their get their act together on the night, can do anything. Like when you see the likes of Front Armani uh, breaking the other night, you know, where she's leaving herself with loads of work to do in the other rounds and in previous races, I've watched her. But when you watch her actually pinging it the other night and she coming out, you know, when she came out so close to Paddy McBeanie, you, you, I really felt it was only going to be one winner when they're coming off the second bend, the way the engine that Armani has, but. Like I said, Bally McBeanie, Scooby Princess, was unbelievable. She got no run at all early doors and looked dead and buried and still got up on the line. You know, um, so, yeah, and Billy Steve, obviously, as well. So, it's okay, you can choose, man, you one of them. You know, like I said, whoever gets the right on the night is is, is going to be happy in the look, I think. Without a doubt, we'll be following it uh, with close interest over the, over the next couple of weeks. And just in terms of, of Kitty's Raddick, uh, what's the plan going forward, Keith? Um, I look. I'm delighted with her. Like I said, she's only she's probably only 15 weeks, 16 weeks out of season, so she's only coming right. That was probably the biggest disappointment with last Saturday was that I felt that I actually had her spot on that she was the best she probably ever was. You know, she was going to do her best run. Um, look, there's another another good while in her. We'll definitely get the year over. Um, Billy, after she was KO'd in Shelburne, she'd been on a great run. Like she's still quite young, but when she she got KO'd in Shelburne and he got a bit disappointed and he was just on for breeding but I definitely think we've, we put that to the back burner for a year or so anyway I'll definitely get the year over um, before he, he, he starts calling the shots again I think like Bobby says sometime with good the, good stuff uh, well in fairness he'll, he'll have to keep you on the map for another couple of months anyway <laughs> that's it um, in terms of other greyhounds uh, within the kennel I know you've done quite well this year plenty of winners over the course of the year anything else that kind of stands out 
Um, Diva Debra is a very good bitch. She went out in the... Well, she qualified for the first round of the, the Oaks, but she went out. Now, she was a very good bitch last year. She done her 10, and um, she's a 28-40 bitch. But now, look, if she ever gets back to that level, I don't know. But she's back right anyway, so uh, I'm looking forward to really getting a good crack of the summer with her. Um, some, look, some genuine graders. I won't... Like I said, it's nice to have the two or three open dogs, but... Our bread and butter is our graders, you know, so them owners pay as much as anyone else. So, um, we, we've, like I said, a nice team of graders going forward. We've got 10 young pups to start off, and I'm excited about. So, look, we're just positive. Look, all, all is go. I can't complain now, to be honest. So, I'm happy with the team we have anyway. Very good. Sounds like a lot to look forward to, and uh, always, I would imagine, always uh, open for another dog or two. Ah, look, and like I said, it would have been lovely. I think, to be honest, even if we knocked out another round of the Oaks, maybe you know some of them open class owners might have started looking or taking notice, but sure, wasn't meant to be. But look, that's the goal. We'd love to be, you know, anyone that says different running on Saturday night in Shelburne is where everyone wants to be, whether you're a trainer or an owner. Um, but it's not so easy done. Like you need the dogs to be there. So look, the goal would be look to get a few more decent Saturday night dogs. That's that's where we want to be anyway. You know, as much as like I said, Newbridge and and Shelburne on a Tuesday night is the bread and butter. Um, Saturday night is where everyone wants to be. You know, so we're no different. Yeah, I'm sure there's more um, opportunities uh, coming your way, Keith, because you're um, certainly doing uh, very well. And you know that that's about it. Is there anything else uh, you'd like to add? And uh, no, just like I said, yeah, previous before, like we've obviously, I know we we're not in it that long, but we've had massive help from from several people. Like Martin Lanny was has been a, a help to us no end over the last few years. Not just looking after dogs, but advice and all the rest. Martin Murray, massive tra- breeder, he's he always supplies us with. You know, we we've got a constant supply of really, really good quality dogs often, um, and he he obviously trusted us with. One of his, his lads, Lens and Panda, is standing with us that now for the rest of the year. So, um, like I said, yeah, just just thanks to anyone that's and our owners. Obviously, you know, you it's all well and good wanting to keep dogs. If you don't have the owners, you don't have the dogs. So that's really all. Yeah, great to see you doing um, so well, Keith. And uh, you know, fantastic to to speak to you. Um, colorful, colorful uh, character always um, ha- has plenty to say. And uh, as I said, we were um, enjoying your your recent short uh, interview with um, Debbie O'Rourke and, and the Barking Buzz site. And 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 you know, as I said earlier, to you off air, they're they're very handy as well. And you know, it's nice to watch in um, from your home maybe at, on a Saturday night and see all these um, trainers being interviewed. I know it was lovely. It was lovely, and I think anyone that watched it, I think the bitch went off at five to one. I, I more or less said, "No, fancy her." She was three from three. I was trapped one, so hope we weren't far off. And yeah, yeah, you done your job that night, and yeah, top tipster. Yeah, uh, great stuff, Keith. Look, as I said, fantastic to speak to you, and uh, wishing you continued success in the world of ground racing. Sound Barry. Talking dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash talking dogs.